I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. What was that? Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Wayne Dupree, Leah Bella Blue Eyes from Walton's Mountain, and Bishop <laughs> Mr. Smith. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to jump right in to this because we have a short time to do it. We got a lot to talk about. As you know, if this is your first time watching the show, we are not experts. We are grassroots Americans who have opinions about certain things and we're not being quiet about it we're going to let you know what we think and how we think and if we have solutions we're going to throw them out at you there's a whole lot going on there's a whole lot of distraction uh away from inflation about what's going on with your 401ks and your and and your accounts and stuff it and right now the dims and the media are pushing this Big old narrative about the voting rights, about you losing your voting rights. It's not going to happen. You're not going to lose your voting rights. The bill, I mean, the bill that is there is a big government grab. But the problem is, is that the Republicans don't have any messengers to explain it to you like that. I was actually shocked that that was Katy Perry and... Orlando Bloom, I actually thought they were trying to say, this is what happens if the Democrats keep running the country. At first, I was like, that's where this is going, because in my mind, that's how I visualize where the country will be 100 years from now if Democrats would stay in power. It's actually starting to look like that now, right? Right. It's kind of like Rage Against the Machine. 
If yeah. you take them and just change one single word in every single song, it literally is championing the anthem of American freedom. Like literally, you know, yeah. push back against the machine. Yeah, actually, now that you say that. And, and I mean, I, I want to know why does it always seem like the GOP is on the wrong side of an argument? Because <laughs> they are. <laughs> it's, it's Groundhog's Day with them. It always seems like they are against something that the American people would benefit from, but they it's like they speak if they come out of their cave, they only speak to the base, or it seems like they speak to the base. They never make a hard attempt to speak to the American people. They think just because they get in front of a camera, they're speaking to the American people. But they're really poking or pushing at their base, the Republican base. They're speaking to the base and not explaining anything. They don't don't want to get in to the depths of anything. This is what is happening. Boom. And then they talk about, well, we can never win the other side because you don't talk to the other side. You had a clip last week of Kevin McCarthy. Right. Right. I was like, come on. Right. Come on, man. Right. You had you had four years on a Trump to get that done, and now you're concerned now, and you want us to give you back the House and back the Senate. You want all this power back, and you're going to fix it this time around. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, they're they're not about solutions. I hate to say it, but I think we come up with more solutions on the show than what they do. <laughs> yes, um, and, and it's it's really sad that that that's how it is. Uh, the Republicans fear the media. And I think that they sit around and they watch entirely too much of CNN and MSNBC and Twitter to where that's what they make their decisions based on now. It's not about who they represent. It's the media that attacks them. Uh, they need to get, in my opinion, they need to get tough. Yeah. Well, yeah, they should have been tough. They should have been tough a long time ago. You have uh, now Senator Graham was on the TV uh, yesterday and we're going to get to that and in just a second if you the subject that we're talking on today is the 1965 voting rights act a couple of years ago the supreme court uh saw a couple of provisions that were in it from the 1960s and say you know what we don't need that anymore we're going to take that out well the democrats ran around like chickens <laughs> with their heads cut off <laughs> Oh, you're taking away people's right to vote. Well, it wasn't that. It, it, I mean, and and okay, you know what? I I have a little breakdown, and I want to try to watch this real quick. David, what has been the reaction there in Washington to the, to the Supreme Court uh, effectively hobbling the Voting Rights Act? Well, it's been split along the same lines that the court was split on. I mean, one of the things that's really striking here is you have five justices all appointed by Republican presidents voting for the majority decision and four justices all appointed by Democratic presidents dissenting here. And you see that same kind of split out in Congress. You see Democrats very upset about this rule and you see Republicans um, who have come out so far praising it, saying the Voting Rights Act has done its work. Uh, it may not be needed anymore. Now, the court actually said Congress may, if they want to, come up with a more updated uh, data-based formula for who actually is subjected to the Voting Rights Act, which jurisdictions are subjected to it. Uh, of this Congress, that seems very unlikely. What's likely to be the ramifications, the effect for Americans where they vote going forward? 
So you're right. Congress can make another law. What, what the Supreme Court struck down was the formula that determines which states must get preclearance for changing their voting laws. They didn't strike down the part that, 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 that allows for the preclearance. But the reality is, it seems very unlikely, despite the fact that this was passed with an overwhelming majority in Congress, very unlikely that Congress is going to go back in now and make a new formula. Because essentially, some Congress members would be voting to have their own states get special federal oversight, which is hard to imagine. And so what that will mean is it will be easier for the states that are covered, predominantly in the Southeast, but not exclusively, to change their voting laws without getting federal approval in advance. All right. Well, thank you so much, David. Thank you, Marcus. Now, we talk about changing the voting laws. From what I've seen, is it strengthening the security of voting laws? I have not seen anybody change it to exclude or or go after minorities. I, I mean, it, it is total projection on the Democrat Party to scream, you're going after minorities when they were the ones with the Jim Crow laws in the South. They were the ones with the last hundred years who did not want blacks in office whatsoever, anywhere having anything to do with the Republican Party. No, it's state, no, uh, get rid of them. No, just, we're just trying to secure it. Right. Just, to, just to jump on that, Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act that was removed by SCOTUS is no longer needed. Let me, let me repeat that. Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act is no longer needed because all the Democrats that wrote the Jim Crow laws are gone <laughs> in the southeast of the country. Where was the that? Democrats of the 1965 or the 1960s era, they're all gone. The uh, uh, What that provision was like if you want to change voting rights acts or, or, or rules, you have to coordinate with the government, the federal government. Supreme Court, a couple of years ago, was like, let's see. You ain't got nobody over there now. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody. Okay, well, we don't need it anymore. It, it's outdated. 56 years later, um, you can't justify treating those states like you did in the 60s. And that's and that's basically what this is all coming down to. Right. And I think it also comes down to the no excuse mail-in voting. They want everybody to be able to mail-in vote. And Joe Manchin even said himself, no, I don't support that. I'm okay with requiring absentee ballots sent, which is totally different than mail-in voting. And a lot of Hollywood does not realize that there's a difference in that. I bet Katy Perry cannot recite what the difference is, which is shameful because she's out there trying to push this propaganda with the Biden-Harris administration. And it's quite embarrassing to tell you the truth because she's just reading talking points. I know that she hasn't picked up a book and tried to study it, but really what I think all this has to do with is they want to get everybody to mail the votes in. That is what they primarily want to do because it worked for them, whether or not it was true. Right. Well, it started out with absentee ballots. Absentee ballots have run amok. It is it's out of control with with the oversight for it. In the state of Ohio, you can literally get hundreds and hundreds of absentee ballots sent to an apartment complex stating that yeah. everybody in that whole apartment complex lived there and sent it to their work address and whatnot. Never have to show ID, never have to show up in person. And you could do this all by, on paper, all online in the state of Ohio. So, so when we talk about securing the vote, 
Let's secure how absentee ballots are going out, who's getting mm-hmm. them, and that they mm-hmm. have to th- have to set that up every single year. You can't just put it on auto cycle. Yeah, send me that every year. I'll never do it again. Yeah. And, then, again. And, then, and then the mail-in ballots were, were double down. Double down now, mail-in ballots. Now, what Brian is talking about is right now with this. But what the Voting Rights Act was talking about, that they couldn't make I, – that's. The, the government put clamps down on southeastern states right. that I, um, because of what was happening with blacks and poor voting down there, that they weren't being allowed to register to vote. And they were making laws stopping these individuals from from voting. Government said, nope, not anymore. Not with this one. And, oh, and by the way, the Republicans were responsible for writing that 1965 Voting Rights Act. Republicans, as they were responsible for writing the 1964 Civil Rights Act, the 1959 Civil Rights Act. I mean, the Republicans have been in the forefront. Now, let me go back and say again that when they speak to it, they think that they can just come out one time and say something and then just go back in their cave. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's what they do. They don't have to say anything again because, well, we already talked to our base. Our base is smart. Our base is is common logic sense. We don't need to talk about it anymore. The problem, there's another half of the country. And if you don't care about the other half of the country, then you look like you're losing. Right. You look like you're losing. These, not only is, not only are the Democrats picking up steam with this, the media is picking up steam with this. Hollywood is lying about this. They have created, I don't know how many organizations in the last couple of years just for this that have got funded just for this. You thought that the gay marriage situation out there in California or something? They're going to do something with this if Republicans don't stand together. And and the only reason why, the only reason why a lot of the Republican lore, a lot, a lot of the Republican history, the, the reason why you know it is because there are individuals that aren't afraid to tell the truth and we're in little pockets and we're, uh, we're, we're explaining and telling you what happened before because the people in D.C. ain't doing it. Here's, my, DC here's my question, though. They're so concerned um about these voting rights, but yet no one wants to talk about the fact that white men without college degrees are the highest amount of people in the country that don't vote, that don't vote. If the white men would just have came out and voted, Trump might've been still in office if there wasn't a, you know, the F word. So my question is this, why not run a campaign that targets them that says, Hey, we need your vote. And not worry so much about voter. Does that make any sense where I'm trying to go with this? Yeah, absolutely. Also look at the evangelical, the Christian vote. There's so many Christians out there that complain about this and everything else, and they're not even registered to vote. I I Mm. mean, there's a lot of open uh, territory for the Republicans to to garner, to gain. That's what I'm trying to say, yes. That's part and parcel of their message that seems to be lost amongst the the youths of the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Just not getting it out. Let me let me play that Katy Perry video once again. Um, Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom. I want y'all to hear what she said. 
listen to what she said. Listen to what she said because again, um, it's probably a crazy video, and probably you know some people are not. Most people are not saying, eh, whatever. It's you know nobody's gonna watch it. There's a lot of people watching. There's a lot of people watching because of those two. But listen to what she said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's hope this works. We've got to tell him. The purpose of our democracy is the freedom of our life. You are our only hope. The America you know doesn't exist in our future. Democracy is dead. We have no voice. The regime watches our every move. It started when voter suppression ran wild all over America. The voting rights bills died in the Senate. Polling places closed. We lost our right to vote. Are they claiming that they're Democrats and the Republicans killed the rights to vote? Because that looks like that's an they're argument not, for our side. No, they're not saying that. They're not saying. They're talking about the year 2021, where we are right now. They're talking about the the bill that is going to fail anyway. Um, the, uh, yeah, it's they're in fail. 2055 and they're they're channeling back to right. 2021 Republicans screwed us they look like yeah. they're arguing for us MAGA folk who are screaming about the, the, the election being stolen I know no. I, I saw that as well no. the right. message must there must be that. a bigger message in there but um, it could it could go either way if you take a I look at saw, it but you know which side they're on saw, so they're right. talking for the Democrats Right. I just saw, I just saw a huge lie I didn't see anything right. about for me. I didn't see anything connected well, to MAGA. I just it saw was definitely a huge lie because huge she's rich and she would still be behind her fence and her mansion in twenty fifty five, right? No matter right. what happens. So there's one lie that that voting polls were closed. Who anybody's closing no voting polls? The, the voting rights bill doesn't have doesn't have anywhere to enter. That is closing polls. No, no, no. Nobody's losing their right to vote if it doesn't pass. It's not going to pass in the Senate, and people are still going to vote. That's a lie. That's a, that's a big ass lie that she just said. Right. I'm really shocked she didn't say at the end. And my mascara is at Walmart now for nine ninety five. Like she's I, always I, trying I, to push herself. You, you know, and I'm glad you say that because when I when I was looking at the beginning. I was like, she's probably all hung up with the makeup and stuff, and she's all happy that she's looking like an actress, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, she, she doesn't realize what you know she's caught up in the moment. Now, for Orlando Bloom, you know, you've he's got to tell what, you know, you know, he's he's channeling that actor's uh, uh, persona. He's but for her, she she doesn't she's lost on air. She's probably looking in the mirror. Oh, geez, I do look old, man. Look, I look good. We're going to lose our right to vote. What? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And she's reading talking points. She didn't study any of it. She probably doesn't even know who Joe Manchin is. No, no, no. Honestly. (laughs) She knows who Bill Clinton is, though. Well, I'm sure. I'm just saying. Yeah, with that dress. No, um, (laughs) her dress. Um, But no, the SCOTUS made the changes. A couple years ago, to the 1965 Voting Rights Act. That's where we are right now. The Democrats have not gotten over it. The Democrats have said and have built up a machine on that alone because they don't have anything else to do. 
They don't have anything else to do. And they are pushing people like this. That's one of the fallacies of Republican talking points that have been deeply disturbing. No one has ever objected to having to prove who you are to vote. It's been part of our nation's history since the inception of voting. Voters without a driver's license or state ID must surrender their personal information and risk identity theft just to receive an absentee ballot. And then there are the 200,000 Georgia voters who don't have either ID and the putative free ID that is not free when you factor in the cost of transportation and the cost of underlying documents. You can read the full list of objections to SB202 at StopJimCrow2.com. I can't take her seriously. She just contradicted herself. And she also, somebody squirted a whole bottle of uh, Easy Grease all over her head. She didn't clean up. <laughs> Look at that. She was all glowing in the one picture, and she was all dusty yeah. in the other picture. And what she, did she say, man? What did she say? Uh, what did she I'm, say? I'm, I'm trying not to look at the shine. <laughs> uh, she, she, she just contradicted herself. It's a total and complete contradiction. Yeah. In, in Ohio, well, you do have to prove that you are that person. And think about that. Whoa, you don't have to prove who you are to vote. Think about that for a minute. Really? Is that how? Is that the kind of country we want to run? Well, Stacey Abrams immediately endorsed Joe Manchin's proposal. Yes, she did. To the changes. So that tells me if Stacey likes it, it's not it's good. Right, right. right. Yeah, it's not good. Um, Lindsey Graham was on yesterday. Lindsey Graham had, uh, he said that it would, that, um, it would be the biggest power grab in U.S. history, and he's right. No. So, just just to button this up, you're saying that you could not vote for the compromise in one area if there's this other big spending and tax package in another. That would be a problem for me. I'll have to talk to the rest of my colleagues, but that is a that would be a very big sticking point because six trillion dollars is more than we spent on World War II. And what they're calling infrastructure, the right. liberal left, to me is not remotely related to what's traditionally been called infrastructure. It's just it's just a power grab by the Democratic Party in every area of our lives. So let me move on to another area because Senator Schumer, the Senate Democratic leader, is going to bring up a voting rights bill this week. And uh, the centrist, moderate, always maybe the most powerful man in the Senate, (laughs) Joe Manchin, is going to offer his stripped down version of that bill this week. And I want to put up the main elements of the Manchin proposal. Make Election Day a holiday. Mandate at least 15 days of early voting. Ban partisan gerrymandering and use computer models and require a voter ID. Now, Senator Manchin took out a lot of the the basic Senate plans, S-1, the For the People Act, like uh, public financing of congressional elections. Can you go along with the Manchin stripped-down version? And if not, why not? Well, one, I like Joe Manchin a lot, but we had the largest turnout in the history of the United States, and states are in charge of voting in America. So I don't like the idea of taking the power to redistrict away from state legislators. You're having people move from red, uh, blue states to red states. Under this proposal, you'd have some kind of commission uh, redraw the new districts, and I don't like that. I want states where people are moving to have control over how to allocate new congressional seats. So as much as I like Joe Manchin, the answer would be no. 
In my view, SR1 is the biggest power grab in the history of the country. It mandates ballot harvesting, no voter ID. It does away with the states being able to redistrict when you have population shifts. Uh, it, it's just a bad idea. And That's the thing. That's the thing about what the Democrats are doing with, I think it, I think you said um, HR, HS1. Um, that's the power grab that nobody's really talking about. The Republicans really aren't talking about it. Uh, using using co computer models. The Democrats want the power to change right. states. Yeah. Con congressional that's districts using they, that's computer how models. Mm -hmm. And who whose computer models are we using? We're using the same one of the, the voting Dominions. machines. That, yeah, computer models. New name, new name. Fauci is actually heading it up. He's going into computers now. Oh, no. So he'll be doing that. Oh, no. No. With, with, um, with coordination from Bill Gates. Uh, no, and the but, who? Um, <laughs> viruses everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. No, but that, that's the main issue that, no, I, that Republicans really aren't telling you, the American people. The Dems are trying to take almost like almost like what they did with education. They're trying to do that with voting. They're trying to do that with policing. They're trying to do that with voting. They're trying to move all that power to the feds and take mm -hmm. and and take the power out of the states. Now we already we always hear states' rights. That's something that um, the right, the political right. It supports states' rights. There's nothing wrong with that. We're, we're 50 states. We're all different. Actually, we are. And there's nothing wrong with all states being different. It's, it's not. Yeah, there should be uniformity of patriotism, but all states are different. And, I mean, different bird, different flower, different song, different... Wait, food, the, the way it was set animals, up, though, is it's it... Different. Yeah, is that the federal government was supposed to be small and the states, and we've talked about states' rights, each individual state governed themselves. But now yeah. that we got the states on a welfare dole to mm -hmm. the federal government, who now robs and steals from every state to move the money around from the rich to the poor to the poor to the rich, and just willy-nilly deciding who to give money to, Nancy Pelosi handed out $800 million to her own district to make them whole during COVID. I, it's it's awful what the federal government and the power that they have and and the money well, that they're they're hanging God bless, the carrot over. God bless the states, Ron DeSantis. God so bless Ron states, DeSantis. So that the states are beholden to the feds. That's what's going well, and, on right now. And God bless Ron DeSantis because I don't think if it wasn't for him that Florida, that California, and New York would even be open yet. Probably I really not. don't think so. Well, that in Texas, yeah, Texas and Florida led the whole country. I understand how you feel about it, Wayne, but sometimes it's true. It wasn't open in Florida, okay? It, it was. doesn't matter. It it's was a, it, even if it was an illusion. It wasn't open in Florida. Even if it was an illusion that Ron gave to the rest of the country, it still worked. And the that's part, what matters. The okay, part that well, we were in, the part that we you, were in was acting silly. Yeah. If you are going to say that, then if I if if you're going by the numbers of sickness and stuff, or if you're going by the numbers California just came out, or um, the numbers from California just came out. It looks like what Newsom did worked. If you're looking at numbers, worked. What about? Hold on. Add in the suicide rates. 
I'm not talking about else. not talking about that. I'm talking about with um, the pandemic. What I, he I, did worked. If you're, if you're looking at numbers, and I that, have to see who's, those whose numbers. numbers are those? Yeah. The, the city, oh, city. I can't. Not, not for ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, Gavin I'm Newsom so can't sorry. do nothing right news, for the life of me. The news came out a couple of weeks. Well, actually, it was last month. It came out last month. I'm sorry that my people didn't see it. But nobody I was passed shocked. it on to me. I was shocked because when I when I saw that California um, um, uh, had had better numbers than all the other states. What numbers are you talking about? Because I saw numbers too. Are you saying COVID illnesses, COVID deaths? I need to know what numbers you're specifically talking about because that's bad. Honestly, honestly, the numbers to me it looked like an overall of of everything. But I will get that link in. Yeah, in I need to be able to to, this, to argue it. I need to be able to see happened, what you're talking about because this a happened numbers right about. after the they they got enough numbers for the recall. This happened right after that. It, it happened right after well, that. Right. Of course it and, did. But, <laughs> but it wasn't California doing that tally. It was somebody else doing the tally. Yeah, I would need to see who's doing the tally and what the tally is. Because if you're talking illness over death, remember, they just changed the goalpost again. Now they're not going to report people in the hospital with COVID if they got it in the in the hospital. They're only going to be reporting COVID related illnesses if you came to the hospital with COVID. So there there's things that are changed now to show lower rates of COVID, but they're not going to backdate it. Well, as so I would have this, to see what you're talking about. As per this COVID CDC I'm pulling up, looks like Southern California and Arizona are swamped. Yeah, we don't pull up CD we don't pull up CDC though. But that's okay though. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Where are we getting the numbers you know, from? I mean, I'm only saying we don't. Where did the news get the numbers? Because, because of what the CDC did. I know. I don't believe me yeah. either, but I'm looking yeah. at them saying that California is a train wreck. The CDC saying that? Yeah. Okay. Game over. Um, <laughs> so, so where do you think the news got their numbers from? Not CDC. I, I mean, I will get you that. I will get you that. Yeah, I'm I just don't interested have it right in now. That. But okay. But um, all right. Well, we can go but, back to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We can circle back. Yeah. <laughs> well, they are. They are. Basically, ladies and gentlemen, what this is is like I said before, the Democrats, the media, and these organizations have raised so much money based on voting rights. That's where we are right now. Not talking about the pandemic. Stuck on stuck on this right now. And um it's a major problem because the Republican leaders will not, will not speak to the rest of the nation on why they are why they are saying what they are saying. Um, uh, McConnell's coming out, this is what I'm going to do. No, I, I'm against it. Never. Well, why? 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 Why are you against it? Tell, 
tell the American people. You don't have to tell me. Mm-hmm. I already know, but why don't you te- why don't you take an hour or so if you need it? Go on C-SPAN. Well, yeah, he, he went on Fox yeah. News. Why, why do you go on Fox News? Yeah. Lindsay, why don't you hold a press conference uh, with all, all the press corps there in D.C., near the White House, close to the White House, wherever, hold, hold a press conference and, and make it an hour long. I mean, take up everybody's time and go and into I, detail what the people need to hear. And why not have James Wood and Tim Allen, you know, answer Orlando Bloom and Katy Perry's video right. with another video that shows, <laughs> hey, we need to do the same thing. You got to fight it with fire. James ain't, ain't coming out. I, right. I'm giving him as an example, but there's other yeah. conservatives out there in Hollywood that aren't doing enough. And I understand that Hollywood, I mean, they make a big impression on their audience. John they Boyd's really do. doing doing things on social media. You could grab him to do a, a PSA for sure. I mean, the Republican Party can reach out to, uh, what was the guy's name, uh, Lieutenant Dan? He's a huge mm-hmm. uh, pro-America. Yeah. Yeah. Pro-America. Yeah. Pro-America. Oh, there's so much they could be doing. There's so much. And again, this bill is one small step for Democrats, but one giant step for communism. And I know that I'm I'm kind of taking the words off of, no Armstrong, but I mean, it's true. That's where we are right now. Uh, unfortunately, it's not going to pass. So that's good. With um, with now again, we're we're letting you know it's not going to pass in the Senate. That's not going to stop them from doing it, because now they're going to take the loss and they're going to say we narrowly lost. We need more help in the Senate to pass this. In election time, mm-hmm. because your rights are going to be taken away from you. And when you have decrepit women like this backing you. I'm honored to be here with these American patriots, with their courage and their action. Uh, they have supported our democracy. I wrote to my colleagues yesterday uh, in the House and to say, that the clock was ticking on our democracy when it came to the sanctity of the vote. 19 states have legislation put forth to uh, diminish the ability for people to vote by mail. The list goes on in so many things. 27 states have light uh, laws that make it harder to vote because of ID requirements. This is an all-out assault. An all-out assault. I mean, they... It's, It's... it's just really hard to understand how they could cook up so many various ways to come at a person's right to vote, but they did. And in H.R. 1, we have a correction for most of that, but not all. And then in H.R. 4, we go even further. The Republican attempt to suppress the vote in Texas, and we see it playing out across the country, uh, is not going to stop. Uh, it is a diabolical attempt to make it harder for American citizens to cast a ballot in an election. And Republicans will stop at nothing, and we know this in Texas. We need Congress and the President to pass and enact into law H.R. 1 and H.R. 4 to finally put an end to this so all Americans and all Texans have an equal opportunity to participate in our nation's democracy. That's our message. This is because they can't win without cheating. This is exactly what it is. They can't yeah. win without cheating. And the amount of money that they need to sell their campaigns is beyond anything anybody else normally would need because it's always a lie. It takes a lot of money 
to sell a lie. It doesn't take much money to sell the truth. Trump spent a fraction of the cost of all these politicians, and he won handily first time around because his message resonated. And it's true. So what is their exact reason why they feel as though voter ID is suppression? Because some people can't get an ID? Is that they, correct? Because they're racist. They feel that some people can't get ID. <laughs> I mean, their idea is that some people are so down and out, impoverished that they can't, and when they can't, they don't understand the internet. They don't know where, you know, the MVA is, um, that they don't have IDs. And these people have ID, IDs because that's the only way you can cash a government check. So, I mean, the, so they're that impoverished, but yet they know how to get up on election day and go and vote? Right. There's no way that the two of the, are the same. If you can't get an ID, there's no way that you can understand how to go and vote. Right. If you don't have the capabilities to put together a pen, uh, uh, a bicycle, head down to the DMV with your birth certificate and your Social Security card and whatever <laughs> else they're, they're asking now, hmm. if you can't do that, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. So then let's ask this question. Isn't this just putting a Band-Aid on the actual issue? If they really felt bad for those people that are impoverished and can't get to a center to get a ID, then wouldn't it make more sense to create a mobilized ID van that goes out to these poverty-stricken uh, areas no and create, <laughs> create a driver's license or an but, ID for these people that drive to their house? But just ask Wouldn't that make the most sense? But just Asking them to do it is hurtful. <laughs> Just asking them to get a voter ID is suppressing individuals that... Then you know what? Y'all say suppressed. <laughs> that, yeah. Well, then. I can't help you. I can't help you if, if you're going to feel that offended about everything. If then move guilt. on with your life. You're not voting. And then you're going to have to deal with who's in there. Because right. we have to purge these voter rolls that have all the yeah. dead people on it. You you need you need a driver's license to buy cigarettes. You need a driver's license to buy alcohol. You need a driver's license to buy baby formula. So now the Democrats are saying it's okay that you can't get behind the counter and buy baby formula because you don't have a driver's license. Uh, it, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. This is all this is is a power play to try to keep those voter registration rolls dead. It's what I mean by that is the dead people on it. It's a major one. And um, even now, I tweeted out earlier that 90% of the lawmakers in Washington, D.C. are grifters. But you do have a couple a couple of individuals that can stand and explain what the Democrats are doing. Take really one of them. talked about how this was a show of force. One of the reasons is the press coverage so far of this bill has been virtually non-existent. You're right, if you do polling on, do you support protecting the right to vote? I, I'm amazed that's not 100%. Protecting the right to vote is a wonderful thing. You know, if you also do polling on, do you support the fuzzy kittens and puppy law, that has really good support in the polls too. If you actually ask people about what is in this bill, it is incredibly unpopular. Democrats don't wanna talk about getting rid of voter ID because 70 to 80% of Americans supported, a majority of Democrats supported, a majority of African Americans supported. They don't want to talk about that. Democrats don't want to talk about getting rid of the ballot harvesting laws because people recognize that invites corruption. When you have ballot harvesting, you get a paid operative from the DNC who goes in to say a nursing home 
and collects dozens or hundreds of ballots, some of, whom, some of which are from people who may not be competent to vote. And the reason it invites frauds is they're sitting right there, and if that person votes the wrong way, there's nothing to stop an unscrupulous operative from just throwing that ballot in the trash can and only mailing in the votes that vote the way they want. That's why Jimmy Carter said ballot harvesting invites voter fraud. And I will say in terms of press coverage, I saw a recent analysis that, that, that the corporate media has covered the Georgia and Texas laws and the allegations that they're voter suppression laws, which is complete nonsense, more than 10 times as much as the corporate media has covered this brazen national power grab from the Democrats. And I get it doesn't fit, fit an attractive political narrative for what many in the media want. But you want to know just how brazen this power grab is? I'll point you to one provision just in closing. From the day it was created, the Federal Election Commission has been bipartisan. Federal Election Commission was created in the wake of Watergate, in the wake of political scandal. You had Democrats in total control. They could have created a partisan agency, but they, did, they didn't do that. They created an agency with three Republicans, three Democrats, because they recognized if you're going to administer federal elections, it should be fair and, and bipartisan. What does the Corrupt Politicians Act do? It turns it into a partisan agency. It makes it three Democrats and two Republicans. What would happen if they did that? Just ask yourself if Chuck Schumer had the ability to investigate any Senate candidate he wanted, to have the FEC sue any Senate candidate he wanted, to have the FEC fine any Senate candidate he wanted, and it was a straight partisan commission. It's not hard to see how that is nothing but a weapon. I promise you every Republican senator would be investigated, would be fine, and it would all happen in October right before the election. That's wrong, and let's be clear, when Republicans had majorities, we didn't say let's make the Federal Election Commission a Republican commission to go investigate and prosecute the Democrats. This is a power grab. And I think the press has an obligation to cover it fairly and tell the American people what's in this bill. If the, if the media was fair, and they haven't been fair since Hector was a pup, if the media was fair, then the American people would be more informed. Right now they're confused, angry, poor, because of the money that they're giving to these leeches. And if you, I mean, it, again, like, I wish every, I wish all Republicans, maybe not all, maybe even, you know, give me 40% of them <laughs> that would do what Ted Cruz, just 40. I don't need, I don't need a hundred percent. Just give me 40%. I, okay. Give me 30%. Give me 30% of the Republicans that would stand in front of a camera and explain what Ted Cruz just did. And I'm, I mean, it, it was, tell me, everybody in the audience, it was easy for you to understand, wasn't it? it I was contend you need less. Yeah. I say, you know, if you had 20 Republicans, just 20, okay. not 20%, just 20, 20 of them. Yeah, just 20. Just 20. Going up I mean, and down, making their rounds on Sundays, Sunday mornings, talking to the media, hitting every talk show, making sure that their voice is heard. Get that out there. Um, I, I, I do want to say this to Ted Cruz's point. Um, I was this was a couple of years ago. I was at a bar and I was talking to a young lady and we we're having a real big conversation about politics. And it was really heated. And she laid out. And I got to take it for what a word that it was true. But she laid out exactly 
how she went to a nursing home. She had a, a badge that looked like a legitimate badge with a picture on it and a clipboard with a whole bunch of voter uh, registrations. And as she went there, she went to the front desk and said, I'm here to update voter registrations. And the guy said, okay, what do you need me to do? She's like, well, I've got them all filled out. All we need to do is go from each room and have them all sign them. He's like, all right. He took her around to the whole nursing home. They signed every one of them. She mailed them all in. It was all for the same party. She got every single person. And she bragged about. And it's called what? What is that called? She bragged about how she was able to go to a nursing home and get everybody in the nursing home re-registered under uh, a, a single party for the whole the whole facility. What is that called though? For the ballot harvesting. Ballot harvesting. Right, right. That's, ladies and gentlemen, that's ballot harvest. That's ballot harvesting. That was what Ted Cruz was talking about. That's what um, California Demo- Democrats did in 2018. In 2018, they did a whole lot of ba- ballot harvesting out there. Uh, I see it right here in Cincinnati. They flipped seats. They yeah. flipped seats, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because because Demo- because Republicans weren't ready for it. For, for some reason, Republican Republicans can go around and slam Democrats and say how evil they are and how bad they are mm-hmm. and how whatever they are. But when Democrats do stuff like this, it's hard for them to believe it. Yeah, they. It's like I didn't see it coming. Why you? How? You've you, been I mean, saying it. <laughs> no, that, why is that? You've yeah. been in the game for so long. You know what's going on, man. Yep, yep. And but when it happens, like we said, I sat here for those weeks before the ele- for weeks before election day. I was like, "There's something going on, man." I kept saying there's something going on with these numbers. These numbers were exploding from the mail-in ballots. They were exploding. I was like, one day it was 30 million. No, no. one day it was 15 million. Then the next day it was 30. I was like, God darn. Is anybody going to show up on on, on election day? And they were like, yeah, well, Republicans, okay, okay, Republicans going to show up. Then it went from 30 to 60 to 75. When it got over 100, I was like, dude. Ain't That's nobody going That's to the polls on right. election day. This That's is crazy. Much. Right. You know, and, and then and then here in Baltimore, I go to the polling station. I'm in and out in like record time. Oh, yeah. you know what's weird not, though? There was nobody weird? there where I voted. No, it was like a ghost town in Philadelphia. It was a ghost town in Philadelphia on election day. No one voted. They all mailed it in. But what's so strange is I have a lot of family in Philly. None of them voted for Joe. It's, and I'll tell you, they're they're in a Democrat area. Democrats voted for Trump. It's so strange to see what I witnessed on Election Day in Philly. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> you locked up. We're just joking. We're laughing. I don't know. No, but you're right. That's how. Yeah. No, it's it's for truly true. It is it's an actual travesty what's happened to our election system. It's a travesty. Yeah, and I mean you know, but you know you also you also have these people out here that are um sell that are selling a whole lot of bull crap. Um, one person one person and uh we're so, we're sorry to get him. We're gonna have to get him on um again. Uh, we'll get him on for a, a, a little short time 
Um, we got uh, Jerry Perez Tegel. Is that yes? Hi. Afternoon. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Sorry to be in the show. Sorry, sorry, we're getting you here so late. But um, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your um, organization, your organization, Flame? Awesome. Yes. My name is Jerry Perez Etaglia. I'm the found, co-founder and president of an organization called Flame. It's an acronym for Filipino, Latino, Asian Movement for Empowerment. You know what, Wayne? What we found out is that there are 5 million Filipinos in the United States. Part of 20 million Asian Americans, uh, Pacific Islanders. That's 8% of the U.S. population. Now, if you combine all of the Asians with the Latinos, that's 60 million. 60 plus 20 is 80 million. Then combine it with the Native Americans. We are 85 million vote, uh, population in the country. This is around 27%. We call this the brown vote. And it is a sleeping giant. And this is the advocacy of Flame to awaken the sleeping giant, to have this group participate. Because the key problem issue is that this giant is still as in slumber. But the potential is there. And what we want to do as we awaken the sleeping giant to really see their own power. And you know why? What, what we found out is that this brown vote is actually very conservative. Why? We are for family. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're not, we, we're against abortion. We're for freedom. We like to work hard and live and create the American dream. And we are for faith. A major, excuse me, the majority are either Christians, Catholics, everyone almost is a person of faith. So faith, family, freedom, hey, we are in our identity, in our history, in our essence, truly conservative. So part of the process, Wayne, is to connect and engage with this community. That is the purpose of FLAME. And as we do that, people realize that it is deep inside a very, very conservative organization, a block of population in the country. And so... However, what we find out is that people are scared of the browning of the GOP. People are scared of the power. People are scared to allow this brown vote to get in. And that is our advocacy. We have uh, chapters all around the country, and we're expanding. And when people hear it, uh, people want to join and come in and really help out. Now, I just want to say one other thing. Our goal is not to divide. Our goal is to awaken this voice together with fellow Americans, whether uh, uh, African-American, Blacks, uh, uh, all other groups and whites. I think our goal is definitely to work together and live the American dream. To your point... Yes. To your point, I lived in Southern California for just a little over a decade, and I'll be honest with you, we, we, when I say we, Southern California, a mix of Latinos and Filipinos, I mean, it's a wide, diverse Black Americans, I mean, just a wide, diverse of Americans, Southern California, we shot down 
the LGBTQ marriage thing. We Absolutely. said we didn't want nothing to do with that stuff. That's crazy. That's not our beliefs. <laughs> and and said so the only way they could get it was jam it through uh, politically wise to politicians and and writing it in. But but I I, I feel that. The cause that you're after is ab an absolute worthy cause because if you inform uh, the minorities that you're talking about and, and just just talk to them about their beliefs, just sure. allow them to understand, hey, uh, you guys, you align with this, whether you know it or not. Right. So my conversation narrative is if I meet a Filipino, an Asian, uh, a Latino, I find out they're very religious. They're four mm -hmm. families. So I ask them, so, you must be Republican, of course. And so, <laughs> so we're going on an offensive. Right. So let no. them let them explain themselves if they are Democrat. Because remember that a few decades ago, California was a red state. No. And I truly believe, as an example, we can get it back. You know, there's close to 2 million Filipinos in California alone. Wow. The biggest ethnic vote in Hawaii is not Chinese or Japanese. It's 400,000 Filipinos. That's true. And unfortunately, today, majority of them are not voter registered. That's one. And two, those who are voting, around 55% are voting Democrat. And so we are part of a walk away, turnaround movement. And when we talk to people, we engage them, we connect with them. We are all naturally conservative. So this is the browning of the GOP. It is the discovery and awakening of this power. This is what we want to create. And I invite all your viewers to come connect with us. We yeah. have a website uh, called flameusa.org. So as it sounds, F-L-A-M-E-U-S-A.org. And we would love to work with everyone or anyone who can, who would be willing to work with us. The time has come when we are ready. We just need to reach out now mm -hmm. and empower. This is a grassroots movement. We educate the young um, conservatives, uh, Filipino, Latino Americans, and Asian, uh, Asian Americans, Native Americans, and and it's it's awesome when they realize the history. I'll give you another example. Mm -hmm. Most people do not know that Filipinos actually first landed in the United States in 1587. This is a good Ooh. 35 wow. years before the landing of the of Columbus. the Pilgrims. Right, right, right. People don't know that there was a Louisiana settlement of Filipinos before wow. 1776. And Filipinos fought with General Jackson in 1821 in the War of Liberation against the British. We were there wow. alongside. We were wow. there wow. in the Civil War in 1861 to 1865. We Filipinos were fighting alongside all the time. And then in 1965, Filipinos, together with Mexicans, there was a real solidarity in the civil rights movement, uh, together with Cesar Chavez and Larry Itliong. But, you know, part of the process is there has been a cancel culture of this history. Yeah. A lot of Filipinos are not even aware. Most Americans are not aware of this. So, of the, and, and one other thing I wanted to say, mm -hmm. in 1901, 
there was a red uh, there was a, a, a platoon of african american soldiers who defected and and fought this was during the philippine american war there was a a platoon uh, a, a a platoon of african americans in the philippine american war who actually fought alongside the filipinos what am i saying here the the solidarity the relationship of filipinos asians with other asians with mm-hmm. african americans has a very long history and so it's just bringing back this history and awakening well you look um jared one thing one thing we want to do is have you back on to give you more time because we are about to end the show but i wanted to get you on so that you could let our audience know exactly what flame is about and how they can find you but next time we'll get you on a little bit earlier so that we can give you a little bit more time is that okay absolutely and we want to okay. we want you to hear our members latinos other asians native americans and speak because this group of we call them the brown vote is unheard we mm-hmm. this uh, this group has been invisible And so, hey, we are here. Our voice needs to be heard. And and one of the other things that I'm doing, and we, I want to ask your help and the help of your viewers, is we are moving in the U.S. Congress to create a Brown Caucus. Okay. That is fantastic. Thank Wonderful. you so much for being a voice of reason. Awesome. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. We would love to be in your show and really... Awesome discuss the depth of history and solidarity that you and I we were we're totally brothers right thank you thank you thank you thanks ladies and gentlemen wonderful message um before before we before we go let's uh let's hit up our sponsor cbd lion uh cbdlion.com forward slash wayne dupree get your products today 20% off uh They have been with us over the last few months. A lot of you have sent us in responses that you have the products, that they're working for you. Uh, we, I mean, honestly, I really don't know if I've seen any negative, but I've seen major, major, major positive responses. Yeah. Top two from, favorites, the lotion and the gummies. Yeah, People are loving yeah. that. Yeah, we, I mean, if if you let us know what your favorites are, we would definitely let them know what your what your favorites are um but uh most of you that have responded say that y'all like the gummies you like the lotion um uh, the bath bombs are a hit um the tinctures also work just so that you know if you like smoothies or you like drinks you can put that tincture in the drinks mm-hmm. you can do that you see those tinctures right there you got four yep. great uh lemon uh The, the oh yeah, there's blueberry, there's multi-berry, there's all kinds of stuff. Don't forget, you can also get it for your dogs too. Just put in your dog's water, and off to <laughs> happy land they go. Oh, yeah. And then they get nice and relaxed. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the patches. Kathy says she likes the patches too. I oh, forgot yeah. the patches is probably number three on everybody's list. So it's yeah. lotions, gummies, patches are the top three faves. I would say. <laughs> We we're going to talk some more about the voting rights um, uh, bill in um, this situation uh, during the week because we don't. It's a distraction from the inflation situation. 
It's a distraction away from uh, what happened to Donald Trump. It's a distraction away from many other various things, but it's a division distraction that if allowed to grow is going to separate this country in such a way that your head is going to spin when you realize what just happened. No, it's been happening. This is not new. This is old. I mean, because what Mm -hmm. SCOTUS did was like a couple years ago. Right. This is brewing. And And what about time when we're already split in half and then you got to throw this on top of it. Yeah. More gasoline to the fire. Now I get it. Why you always call her gasoline, kerosene, whatever her name is. Kerosene, Maxine. Yeah. Wow. Kerosene, Maxine. All right. Um, uh, Before we go quick. um, Oh, um, real quick. HR one would federalize our election system. It would give more power to unelected career bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. That's what H.R. 1 is going to do. Unconstitutionally erode the ability of states to oversee and administer elections. And think of the right. Think of the FDA. Think of the EPA. Think of all those governmental agencies that make rules, regulations, and laws to stifle and stop businesses. None of them are elected. Now, this is the same thing. This is exactly what's going to happen. And this is what Republicans were so much against was this one. Granted, they should have been. So then they came back with this one, the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, which is just as bad. It would require states to seek permission from the federal government before making changes. Actually. And Joe Manchin's for that. Yeah, exactly. He's for that. And the Supreme Court shot that down, said no, because the federal government does not run a state. Right. They just and don't. Now, even now, even though they implemented that on the south southeastern states, the SCOTUS came back and said that was from back then. The Jim Crow era. It's not that anymore. States can run themselves. We believe states can run themselves. So that's so that's where we are right now. Okay. Uh, real quick, last thoughts, both of you. Did anybody ever see the movie Dave? It's about a president who has a stroke, and they get a Im- yes imposter yeah. to look like him. Yeah. What's yes. so crazy is I watched that for the first time last night. Well, they're, ah. they're saying the imposter's last name during the show, and I thought it was COVID the whole time, but it's COVID. And I'm like, wow, that's so weird that his last name's like COVID, and he's replacing the president, and he's like this fake president because the real president had a brain aneurysm. It was just too all ironic for me. I don't know. Check yeah, it out. It's a good movie. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, gave, I, I, I gave both of y'all a movie. Did y'all, did y'all watch it? I didn't see it. Did you send no, it yeah. in text? No, I didn't you know, say anything. You know, you know, y'all don't care about me. I didn't say nothing. You might, you might not have sent it if we you both didn't get me. it. His mic's you cutting don't... out. I think his video feed's cutting too. Wayne, can you hear me? <laughs> you still there, Wayne? Wayne, come in. Watch it, Lisa. It's a good come movie. It's Berlin. called Dave. It's about a president imposter who had a brain aneurysm. And the last name's COVID. It's all too ironic. Well, kind of COVID. That's good times. Good times. I know a lot of people are posting stuff on the Tiki Talks. End of days. End of days. End of days. That's fine you know, by me. Be honest with you. If you really looked into it, we had a heck of a revival at church yesterday. It was just absolutely amazing. 
um, he, and the pastor spoke about fathers because it was Father's Day, and and the the people like the end of days and you were no no it's it's actually the beginning of forever and eternity in heaven. So when people say end of days, it really is it's fear mongering, but it really is the beginning of the end, uh, the beginning of eternity in heaven with the greatest Father of all human nature, our Lord. So I'm just saying, the creator, the creator, greatest father ever. Well, at least somebody knew the video. <laughs> My husband just texted <laughs> you. I said, laugh, laugh, LMAO just saw this. I never saw it, but Cy must have. Well, he says, right. tonight, Wayne. No, watch it tonight. See? Thank you, Cy. See? Brian. You. Well, and to I my point. video to watch. To my, <laughs> to my point, I had a point somewhere. I think it got lost in translation there. Ain't get lost. What? I can't hear you, Wayne. Gotcha. Louder. <laughs> oh, there's going to be a fight after the show. I can see this. Those ladies two are going at it. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been watching. The, no, no, no. I didn't know that's Joe Biden's sign language guy. <laughs> yeah. You've been watching the Wayne Dupree show. We'll be back tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good show tomorrow. Remember, we are here for you. We're not here for ourselves. We're here for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we were here for ourselves, we would we'd just talk on here where nobody listens. <laughs> exactly.